This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So win, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. everyone your kicking life guru master rich grogan here hope you're having a fantastic day man oh man do i love that intro Woo! gets me pumped gets me excited gets me ready to rock it out well folks hope you're having a fantastic day today and as a reminder if you haven't checked out our previous podcast make sure you check those episodes out man oh man this is episode number 57 wow Last week, uh, of course, episode number 56, <laughs> had my son Austin on with us, and he talked about being a teenager and then kind of talked about some of the things at the academy, and it was, oh man, just another great episode, and obviously anytime I get a chance to spend time with my best buddy Austin, who's 17 years old, he's a senior in high school, man, oh man, it's time flies on by. Those with teenagers or kids that are you know in college or beyond, you know what I'm talking about. It's a blink and it's over. Well, it's not over, but it's <laughs> from changing diapers, it seems like a blink, and then bang, they're 17, 18, graduating, whoa. Well, anyway, good stuff as always. Hey, if you're a first-time listener, thank you very much for joining us on the Kickin' Life podcast, and for our repeat offenders, yeah, those that keep coming back week after week, I am so very, very grateful. From the bottom of my heart, I really, really appreciate it, and our new friends, like I mentioned, thank you for taking the time. I know that time is the most sacred commodity, if you will, most sacred thing on the planet, and the fact that you're taking time out of your busy schedule, out of your busy day to be with me, that means the world to me, and that's why I continue to do everything I can to find, read, research, and come up with the best content to deliver you the best messages I can to help inspire you, to help empower you, to help you live your best kick in life. Now, kicking part of it, yeah, it's got the martial arts theme because I'm a martial artist for almost 40 years now. But the big part is all about what the martial arts values have taught me, how to be the very best I can be, uh, the confidence, the courage, the inspiration to pass that on to the listeners, pass that on to my viewers on my Facebook pages, all those things to help inspire to essentially my big mission in this whole wide world is to empower people to believe in themselves and respect others to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. That's it. And, I, and I'm diligently working as hard as I can at it. Uh, our tribe continues to grow, and that's a special thanks to you listeners for not only sharing the podcast with your friends, but also sharing my Facebook messages, the video blogs, and everything else I'm throwing out there to inspire and empower people. And the whole goal, man, we all work together on this. It's going to be better for everybody. We're going to have a much better world for us to live in. And the reason I say happier, healthier, and safer is simply because if people that are happier you know, and you're healthier, they kind of go hand in hand, right? You feel good about yourself. The better you feel about yourself, the more you're going to do to take care of yourself, right? And that makes you smile, makes you feel better. And then you start being more polite to people. Then you start, you know, little bitty things, holding the door, saying please, saying thank you, smiling a little bit more because you're feeling good about life because you're taking care of your own life. That makes you happier and healthier. And the safer part, obviously, happy, healthy people aren't out committing crimes because they feel good about themselves. That's why, Right. People that are usually committing crimes are the people that don't feel good about themselves. They're fighting. We're all fighting those mental demons, but they're fighting them, and those demons are winning. So let's work together on this thing. As always, share the podcast, share it with friends, share it with others to help continue to build our tribe. So today's message, we're going to talk about, and we've got a special message, at, message <laughs> as always, from Professor Brandon Beliso, and it's on grit and endurance. And essentially, that's what we're going to talk about today. Grit and endurance, you know, the ability to battle through, to have that grit, to have that mental toughness, which, of course, transforms over that physical toughness. So uh, Professor Beliso's got a special message for you, and we're going to turn it over to him. Go ahead, sir. 
Hey, Rich. Brandon Beliso here. It's really great to be back on the show with you and your listeners. Today, I want to talk about grit and endurance. And I, and I want to preframe that by sharing a story with you. At one point in our first location, in a matter of three years, we, we had so many things happen to us that were challenging. Two of our senior instructors died within three years. Um, our office manager had been with us for quite some time. She left. Uh, my other senior guy, he left. And then my son got really ill and was hospitalized. Uh, he had stopped breathing. He went cold blue in emergency and was, I think it's incubated, intubated, you know, when they put you under. And he was under in an induced coma <clears throat> so they could medicate him and take care of him. And that went on for about a week. So all this happened in a three-year span. And the amazing thing about it was the ability to endure that and rise above it. Ironically, and, it, and it's, it's, I think, only by the grace of God, our numbers actually grew during those times. The school grew. Our bottom line grew. And after we passed that storm and we got to the other side of it, I was so amazed that that had even happened because that wasn't our focus. We simply suited up, we showed up, and we participated in this thing called life. But I remember when the, the second person passed away. God bless his soul. His name was Mr. Jones, and I miss him to this day. Um, that was in, well, I guess May, maybe June. And we sat in a circle right after he passed away in our Tuesday night instructor's class, which he was a fixture in. And we cried. Everybody cried. And I looked around this room knowing that I needed to be the example of strength, knowing that I needed to make sure um, I was strong for them. And somehow, some way we got through it, but by that Thanksgiving, we sat in that same circle again. And I said, well, with the Thanksgiving, one of the things I like to practice is to really focus on the things I'm grateful for. And one of my young instructors said, I'm grateful that I'm, I'm finally happy to be here again. For a while, I hated coming here. I hated it. Because every time I walked through the door, it reminded me of Mr. Jones. But what I saw more than that, Rich, was this young person's grit, their endurance, their ability to rise through such a horrible, terrible, challenging time for all of us. And they talk about how children are resilient. And when my son was hospitalized and he came out of it, when he came out of this induced coma, and I saw his resilience and his strength, it humbled me as well. So grit and endurance are vital to not only survival, but thriving through the adversity that life is going to present us with. And for me, it's been essential to my whole life through foster homes, through an abusive father, through heartbreak, through shortcomings, uh, a mom who left us, abandoned us. The ability to endure requires true grit. Like the movie, the old John Wayne movie, True Grit. And to have that grit is really essential to succeeding in business, but it's succeeding in life and relationships. And the ability to process stress and embrace it is really an art. And it's something we can practice. It's something we can practice every time adversity presents itself to us through understanding that where I can't, God can. And that I turn it over to God on a daily basis when things are hard, when things are challenging. I would no way think I get through this thing called life alone. And to know that is why I think grit and endurance comes from. And that would be faith. That deep faith, that knowingness that God will never give us any more than we can handle. And God chooses his greatest warriors to do his battles. I believe that. I believe that. When you see some small child suffering with cancer and their ability to look at their parent and say, hey, I don't want you to be sad anymore, mommy. I'm staying here for you. I read this story about that. And it was so overwhelming. And mom said, no, 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 I want you to go. I don't want you to suffer anymore. Mommy's going to be okay. So children are one of the greatest examples of strength 
that we've been given. So that is today's very heartfelt gift to you and your listeners. Grit and endurance. Hey, this is Brandon Beliso. If you want to know more about me, please go to brandonbeliso.com. And if you want to read, I've got a great book called Live, Learn, and Grow. You can get that at amazon.com. And I have a great children's series called The Adventures of Bray and Tay, also available at Amazon. Until we talk again, please go out there and live your best life. Wow, wow, wow. What a great, great message. Now, hopefully none of us had to experience what Professor Bleso's experienced there with, you know, the death of a couple of instructors and friends and then our his son going code blue. Holy smokes, I cannot even imagine that. And folks out there with kids, once again, man, that's, that's a scary, scary thing. But his whole premise, everything he was talking about, was that grit and endurance to battle through. And essentially, it's, it's just so crazy how the world works. We talk about the reticular activating system, bringing things into focus. And, you know, as Tony Robbins says, where focus goes, energy flows. <laughs> yeah. The book I'm reading right now with our mastermind group, and a special shout out to Mr. Chris Widener, is uh, one of my success mentors, and I'm a part of his mastermind group, which I'm so very, very grateful for. Chris, thank you very much for another great recommendation on a book, and the book we're reading right now is called Grit, Persevere, Flourish, and Succeed by Dr. Paul Stoltz. And <laughs> I had, uh, I guess I didn't know that Professor Bleso, the message he was going to talk about today, was Grit and Endurance. Unbelievable. And the book I'm reading is Grit. I know it's like, wow, crazy stuff. But that once again goes to show you the, the, the power you are what you, uh, or you attract what you are. You know, like attracts like. Bang, craziness. Anyway, grit and endurance. Hopefully, none of us have ever had to experience what Professor Bleso experienced there with the death of a couple of his friends and instructors and obviously the code blue with his child. And that's, like I said, I don't even think about that. I am so grateful and thankful that his child was able to battle through and get over that and that they've also been able to find peace with the passing of their instructors. Grit and endurance, we've all got and we've all been challenged in our own way with different types of, uh, well, the, the, the things from the world, I guess, that have required us to have our own personal grit and determination. And you hear me talking about it all the time, and you heard it in the very intro, and it's my Rocky saying, uh, nothing hits harder than life. It'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. And that's true. The world will kick your butt, and it continues to kick our butt. And it's the ones that are able to keep getting themselves back up, the ones that are able to keep enduring, overcome, succeed, those are the ones that end up stepping out away from the crowd. Those are the ones that stand out in the crowd and become their very, very best. So grit and uh, endurance has kind of been a part of my life, well, my whole life. I was never very big at all. Uh, I think right now I'm about 5'7", maybe 5'8", if I'm on my tiptoes. <laughs> anyway, I graduated high school at 5'6", maybe 120 pounds soaking wet. But I had that instilled in me, and that's for my father. My father, it was a little bit of a rough upbringing at the Grogan house. My dad was, he served honorably in Vietnam. He was injured, severely injured. And I, I almost swear that the first 20 years of uh, my life, dad was still, part of him was still in Vietnam. So it was a bit of a tough upbringing. Lived on a farm. But here's the thing. My dad did the best he could do. He knew that the world was going to be a mean, nasty place because he experienced a lot of it. He only had an eighth-grade education, so he did the best he could do, and he was tough. He was tough. And listeners that have heard me before, you've heard me talk about, I almost felt like that Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue, could have been A Boy Named Richie because it was pretty tough. And Dad had told me, world's tough. I'm going to toughen you up, boy. And this is at six, seven, eight years old when I'm out shoveling horse poo, baling hay, feeding the horses, breaking ice in the winter for their, their water trough there. For We have lived on a farm, like I said, horses and cows. But that's just how it was. And he kind of established that grit and endurance to, to battle through. As I mentioned, I wasn't a very big person growing up. I'm still not the biggest person in the world, but a lot of that early foundation was laid. Now, some of that come with some extra baggage, meaning you know, a little short-tempered. I used to fight more than I'd like to admit. Uh, somebody would you know, disrespect me or tick me off or make fun of me because I was small and whatever else. Boy, I'd let loose on them. Now, I'm not saying that's the way to do things. I'm just saying that's how I grew up. Right or wrong, that was it. And more times than not, I got my butt whipped. And when I did, it was even worse because then I got it whipped by dad too. Crazy, I know. But that was just kind of growing up. But what it did teach me was the grit, endurance, perseverance, determination to never, ever, ever give up. 
Now, during those younger years, it was really, really tough because I didn't understand all this stuff, just like most kids wouldn't understand that. But it's paid dividends later on in life. Now, just like with the other side, there's a lot of the other things I got to work. I had to work severely hard on kind of that quick, short temper where I'd automatically drop the gloves, so to speak, and go at it, which I was a hockey player and I dropped them from time to time. And uh, but once again, back to the foundation it laid. And that's the foundation that's kind of pushed me throughout my entire life. That's pushed me to help, you know, fight and battle to have this podcast, which I'm so grateful and so thankful to have this platform to be able to talk about these things. Help me fight and battle through the two bankruptcies we went through with the, the business early on. Battle through that. Help me battle through. I had a heart attack and a stroke. A lot of people don't know that, but I battled on, kind of just battling through those things. Now, the biggest thing for me, the biggest struggle and demons that I fight, so to speak, it's and it, it requires a lot of grit and, and endurance, it's kind of flipping that coin over, and that is for me to slow down. Now, I know a lot of people in life need a kick in the butt to speed up. I need a kick in the butt to slow down. I know it sounds crazy. But I've always burnt the candle at both ends, so to speak. And when that's not good enough, I'll set a couple fires in between that candle, and I'm burning all over the place. The bad thing is, as I continue to season, I don't get older. I just season, just like the rest of us, right? We're fine. We season. (laughs) The more uh, I season, the more i got to remind myself, look, you can't keep this pace up, and why are you keeping this pace up? I just finished a book, uh, another book from the Mastermind Group, and it was called uh, Peak Performance. And now this book, we talked about it yesterday. We had a mastermind meeting, which was outstanding. This book was what I like to call my right hook of reality. It was different than anything I'd ever read before in regards to how to reach peak performance. I've always thought, always been taught, and always believed that you just pretty much kill yourself in order to be your very, very best. You just you got to do the little extras that nobody's doing. And yes, that's true. However, there's got to be some shutdown time in there. There's got to be some shutdown time in there. And the example given in the book was if you go to the gym and you work your biceps and you work them and work them and work them and work them and then they become fatigued, well, then that bicep's done. It, you're not getting any more out of it. It's got to rest and recover to build and then it's going to be stronger. Well, he compared that to the mind. He said, now, even though the mind is uh, um, not a muscle, you know, it's an organ, you still have to treat it the same. Because once you've worked the mind over and over and over and over again, there's only so much mental capacity you have, only so much mental energy you have to make decisions. And once you've stressed it to the point that it needs some shutdown time, you better give it some shutdown time or you're going to start making some poor decisions. And the worst thing is your productivity is going to go down the the toilet, if you will. You're going to start slowing down. Now, I've always bragged about being, hey, I don't need any sleep. I can go 20, 22 hours and two or three, four hours of sleep is all I need. And that's been my whole life doing that. I mean, it's almost like an ego trip. Hey, how much sleep do you get tonight? I only got two hours. How about you? Oh, man, I only got four. But gosh darn, I don't think I could function on two. Yeah, well, I can. Nuts. Completely nuts. But I'm telling you that that's up until probably – (laughs) <laughs> Three years ago, that was my mindset. And finally, I started, it may have been two years ago, it's like, gosh, I cannot keep this pace up because I was tired, getting crankier all the time, making poor decisions, productivity. I couldn't focus. Now I have a hard time focusing anyway. That's part of who I am, the ADD, ADHD, you know, squirrel, all that good stuff. But it was getting to the point, you know, uh, I'm 47, I'll be 48 this year. Or, you know, you, you've got to make a change in order to continue growing. But that's all I ever knew was that grit, endurance, determination to keep pushing, to keep pushing, to keep pushing. And when that doesn't work, push some more. (laughs) And when that doesn't work, sleep less, push some more. And that's how I've always done things. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but I am saying now that I'm learning a little bit more, trying to use my head a little bit more. You know, the old thing, uh, brawn is limited, but the mind is infinite. Well, the mind is only infinite if you continue to self-educate and fill it with knowledge. And that's what I've learned. So anyway, the book, that was, it was a great example. And he gave another example about uh, judges. Uh, and he did all kinds of research on this. Judges in the morning time, when they had their people come up for parole, almost 90% of those people were paroled, were in the afternoon, less than 10% were paroled. Because the judge, his decision-making, he was exhausted. And it was just kind of a fact that later on in the day, once you've exhausted all that mental energy, all that mental discipline, you just don't feel like doing it anymore. 
And then think about it. At the end of the day, if you've had a rough day, which you've had to concentrate harder than you would probably like to, you've had to make a lot of tough decisions, and it comes to the end of the day, you're exhausted. You choose not, you know what, I am choose not to go to the gym today. I don't feel like doing this. Oh, man, I know I should go home and cook a meal. It's going to be much healthier. But you know what, whatever. I'm not going to the gym. Might as well drive through the drive through of McDonald's or Taco Bell or wherever. And you do that. Now, you've kind of all just given up because you've exhausted your mental energy. You've exhausted your uh, decision-making because of all the decisions you've made during the day, almost like that bicep muscle. You've wore it out. That's where the mental discipline comes in. That's where you got to say, no, I'm going to do this. I promised myself I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. Easier said than done? Well, yeah, everything in life's easier said than done. But this is the grit and endurance I'm talking about. Go to the gym, and you don't have to go in there and kill yourself. You don't have to go in for two hours. Go in for 15, 20 minutes. A little bit of something is better than a lot of nothing, right? Think about that. A little bit of something is better than a lot of nothing. <clears throat> An example, uh, uh, Kiyoshi Kovar, you know, is another one of my mentors, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar. Big shout-out to you, buddy. Thank you, as always, for everything. He had mentioned before, was if you're a ship, I mean, I'm sorry, if you're in uh, the ocean and you're drowning, it doesn't matter if a big ship or a small ship comes to save you, as long as it's a ship. Meaning, the difference between a big ship and a small ship, there is no difference. But the difference between no ship and drowning, (laughs) there's a huge difference. So I'll be able to follow that. So the whole point is, going to the gym for a little bit is better than not going at all. And then once you do that, you're probably going to say, you know what? I just went to the gym. I didn't want to, but I disciplined myself to do it. Yeah, it was only 15, 20 minutes. Don't focus on that. Don't focus on, oh, I should have done more. I'm telling you this from experience, folks, because that's what I would do. Gosh, I went there. I should have done more. No, no, no. It's better to have gone than not to have gone. Now, use that same mental discipline to say, I went and did this. I'm not going to go drive through some fast food restaurant. I'm going to spend that extra little time it takes to make a quality meal. That's how you start building those uh, little disciplinary steps, start laying that foundation, and that's through grit and then the endurance to keep doing that over and over and over again. And that's essentially discipline, self-discipline, doing what you said you're going to do when you said you're going to do it, regardless if you still feel like doing it or not. And that's one of the toughest things. You know, uh, you may be out with your friends and you're talking about, you know what, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm making a declaration. I'm going to the gym at 6 a.m. and I'm going to work out this, this, this. Well, alarm goes off at 5. You're like, oh, I'm not doing this. What in the heck was I thinking? Well, once again, that mental discipline, you're going to do it. Get up and do it. If not, you're going to keep feeding that give up, quit uh, muscle, if you will. So the thing is with that, yes, have that public declaration, but make sure it's meaningful, but don't bite off something that you, you can't chew. Meaning, if you don't normally get up till 7, 8, 9 o'clock, don't say you're going to suddenly get up at 6 o'clock and go work out because the chance of that happening is slim to none. Back it up a little bit. If you normally get up at 8, get up at 7.30 or heck, 7.45, just a little bit, and then slowly but surely start to get that routine. That is if your goal is to wake up at 6, little baby steps along the way. That will be sustainable, not going from, you know, waking up at nine to suddenly trying to wake up at five or six. It just isn't going to last. It isn't going to work. Consistent daily disciplines. And once again, grit and endurance to keep doing it. So I want to share with you a couple things I've been doing since reading the, uh, and I haven't read the, the book Grit yet. I just cracked it open. It just came in the mail yesterday. So I just cracked it open, but I haven't really dove into it yet. But uh, the book Peak Performance talked about those uh the daily disciplines, and then, of course, it also talked about the shutdown time. You've got to give the mind a chance to recover just like you do a muscle. So I've been meditating for, oh, I don't know, 35 years, maybe even 40, I don't know. It's been forever. At least I've been attempting to meditate. And I say attempting because we meditate every single martial arts class, but it's just usually you know, 30, 45 seconds to a minute, and then it's just about emptying the cup is what we call it. You close your eyes. Inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth, and you empty your cup. Like your cup is your mind. It's full of thought. you got to empty that out in order to fill the cup back up. Same thing. Think about a cup of water. If that cup of water is full and you pour more water in, what happens? It splashes all over the place, right? Yeah. So you got to have an empty cup in order for that cup to be filled back up with knowledge. A full cup 
is just going to waste whatever's in there and spill it out. So empty the cup. And there's all kinds of different analogies I give and you can use. One is you can picture that your mind is like a sink that's full of water. And when you pull the plug on that, the water starts spinning around, creates a little whirlpool, and then goes down. And if you really want to get deep with it, it goes down. We'll say it's in a, a bigger pipe, and then it gets into a smaller, 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 smaller pipe as it goes all the way through. And at the end, it's such a long, it's a drip. And each drip is a thought. This thought, this thought, this thought. And all those thoughts are dripping away, so to speak, from your mind. So you're emptying your cup. That's a way to look at it. Or if you want to, <laughs> some people like to think of the toilet bowl. I won't mention there's anything in there, but maybe if your mind's filled with stuff that goes in a toilet, there you go. <laughs> you flush it, and the toilet bowl starts circulating, spins around, whirlpool, and then it's all gone. Any analogy you like, just empty in that cup. So, and you can probably come up with your own. Those are a couple that I like to use, uh, mainly the sink one. And uh, you can also say the sink is full of, you know, if your your thoughts, you've got so much, maybe some negative thoughts on your mind, you can say there's yeah, dirt and grime and grossness in the sink there. And hopefully you don't picture that on your mind, but that's what's on your mind. Hey, get rid of it, right? And let it go that way. But So I've been attempting that. I've been doing that, but just never really locked in for me at the studio, yes. But at home, trying to do that a couple times a day has been tough. Well, I've got, I think, six different apps on my phone, uh, meditative apps, and there's a ton out there. There's Headspace. There's Calm. There's uh, Simple Habit is the one I'm using right now. And I've got a 33 33-day streak going. And I'm like a little kid here. It's like, man, I don't want to break this streak. This is awesome because I get little badges for, you know, consecutive days in a row. That sounds crazy, but, man, (laughs) just that's a reward system. You're happy about what you're achieving. And in the midst of that, what I'm also achieving is, man, for the first time, seems like ever, I'm finding a sense of balance, a, a sense of peace where I'm more relaxed than I've been in I don't know how long. I'm able to think clearer thoughts. It's it's absolutely amazing. And is it a long period of time? No. And that's why I've kind of failed in the past with meditating because I'd have to go, well, you know what? I got to go at least 20, 30 minutes. That's what I got to do here. And then I'd go one day, do 20, 30 minutes. And the next day would come along like, man, I don't have 20 or 30 minutes. Now, the truth is I could probably find it. But in the midst of, you know, the chaos of life, I, I couldn't do it. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm just not going to meditate. The same thing is journaling. I've been journaling for years as well. And the first day, and folks that are journals, when you journal out there, I highly recommend to get your thoughts on paper to get them off your mind. The first day you do it, you're going to journal probably two pages worth of stuff. And then the next day is going to come along, you're like, eh, you know, I don't have two pages worth of stuff. I don't, I don't know. You know what? I'll just skip it today. I'll get it tomorrow. And of course, what happens? Another excuse tomorrow. Another excuse tomorrow. Another excuse tomorrow. And then... It's been a week, then a month before you, since you've journaled last. And then you'll say, you know what, I'm going to do this again. And you'll go down, you'll write down two pages of notes, and then same thing will happen. I don't have two pages of notes. I really don't have that much to think about. Or I didn't really think about that much today. I don't have much to say, so I'll just skip it. Same thing, like I said, with meditating. So here's the deal. Remember the ship example. A little bit of something is better than a lot of nothing. So if you're drowning in the ocean, it's better to have a little ship than no ship at all, Right. It's better go to the gym for 15 minutes than to not go at all. Think about that example. So what I started off with, five minutes. Now, there's little things on there for one, two, and three minutes if you want to start that way. But three to five minutes, now I've picked it up. It's anywhere from five to ten minutes. And I try and do that a couple times a day. But by starting off small and then discipline, I want to do this. And then, of course, you know, your mind's going to do everything it can to get you back into your normal routine of, yeah, making excuses so you don't have to, right? <laughs> so you gotta over you gotta trick the mind a little bit. And then once you set that new habit, that new pattern, that and through grit, endurance, and determination, you're able to do it. Like I said, I've got thirty three days in a row and I really, really feel a difference. Now, some of the days I do it simply because I want to get that next day and I want to get that next badge. Like I said, I know it's silly. I'm just being honest with you. That's uh, that <laughs> to me. If that's that's what it takes to smack me around, to have me sit down and shut down for five to ten minutes, man, and I know I'm starting to feel better afterwards. Another thing on meditating. At first, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You're going to need, once again, that grit and endurance and determination to do it because your mind's going to wander all over the place, and you're going to get frustrated at yourself. You're going to say, oh, why am I even doing this? I, I, I don't even know. This is just a waste of time. I'm not getting anything out of this. And you keep fighting yourself. 
know that your mind is going to wander. You're going to have to discipline your mind. Easier said than done? Yes, everything is. But little bit at a time, little bit at a time, little bit at a time. An example that was given to me, and this was by uh, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar as well. He's a great man. Um, I'm so happy to be a part of the ProMac, which is the professional martial arts community, and then uh, his new Satori Alliance. Absolutely incredible. So, folks, you know, a little shout-out for Kiyoshi Kovar. If you haven't checked out uh, him and the system that he's got, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, check it out. It's great. And then there's a big ProMac event coming up in May. At, uh, it's in Denver, Colorado. And he's asked me to speak, which I'm honored and flattered and grateful beyond words to, to be a presenter at his, this event. It's an international event. We've got people from all over the United States, the U.K., um, Canada. Where else? I think we had uh, – I think we had a couple guys from Switzerland and, uh, all, well, I mean, it's, a, it's an international event. So a ton of people coming in from everywhere. Check it out. Promac, P-R-O-M-A-C. You'll thank me for it. Trust me. You'll thank me. Anyway, I'm telling you, give it a shot. And, uh, well, the example, I almost forgot to mention it now. I got to talking about other stuff that Kiyoshi Kovar talked about was picture you're, you're, um, you're on a beach and you put out a blanket and you put a baby in the middle of that blanket. Now, this is an analogy. I want you to think about this for your mind. Now, what the baby's going to do is inevitably it's going to crawl off the edge of the blanket, right? That's what you do. You pick it up. You put it back in the middle of the blanket. What's the baby going to do? It's going to crawl to the edge again, right? It's going to keep doing that. Now, that's what your mind's going to do. Your mind's going to crawl off the blanket, so to speak. It's going to focus on all the different things going on, all the different thoughts going on. Because it's not you haven't trained the brain yet, but that's just what it's going to do. So when the baby crawls off, even though it's the 10th time, are you going to smack the snot out of the baby? Are you going to beat the baby? No. <laughs> You're going to gently pick it up and put it back in the middle of the blanket. So the same thing. Don't beat your mind up. Don't smack your mind around because it does what it's just been conditioned to do. Take it slow. Now, in this instantaneous instantaneous gratification world we live in, you know, poof, I want it now, I want it yesterday. I ordered it from Amazon and two days isn't quick enough. Yeah, think about that for a second. If our phone doesn't load up in less than seven seconds, we're throwing against the wall, having a fit. I'm human. I get it. Come on. What's wrong with this dang phone? Man, come on. This thing's terrible. I need a new one. <laughs> I do it, too, because that's what we conditioned ourselves to do. You know, back in the day when phones first came out, we were just happy if we flipped it open and pushed the on button, the darn thing worked. Yes, I got a signal. Wow. <laughs> In my mind thinking about that. We watched Tommy Boy. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, I watched Tommy Boy, and they also watched Black Sheep the other day. We, we, we love the comedies at the Grogan House. And uh, uh, Black Sheep is with um, David Spade and Chris Farley. Uh, it, it's a funny movie. You haven't seen it. I'm sure you have, but if, maybe watch it again. The point I'm getting at is uh, when David Spade's trying to find a signal, he's going all over the place trying to get a signal so he can call in. He's here, he's there, and he stands on top of this giant rock, and he's trying to get a signal. Well, I remember back to those days. Nowadays, we get a signal just about everywhere, and when we don't, you know, we're freaking out. This phone's terrible. This service sucks. You know, all the stuff we say. So I'm human. I do it, too. Back to what we're talking about. I guess that was grit and endurance, too. He was uh, gritty and endured until he found a signal, which we've done before. So, folks... I want to touch real quickly on what we do at the academy to kind of follow the same premise. And I touched briefly on my, you know, growing up, being a smaller person, having that grit and that endurance to overcome being, you know, pretty small, not being the biggest guy in the world, but also um, kind of battling through to tell dad, hey, I'm going to make this thing happen. That was kind of the whole thing. I was trying to prove myself to dad. And some of us that are fighting those battles, man, have that grit and endurance to battle through, but just know. I'm sure your father loves you for who you are, and he probably, and your mom, probably did the best they could do with what they had. And that's just how it is. I love my parents more than anything. I connect with them. Actually, I spoke with them yesterday. I speak with them on a regular basis now, which is fantastic. And that's probably due to a, a little bit of maturity on my side as well. And the fact that they're in their 70s now probably helps a little bit too. <laughs> but uh, um, I, 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 you know, I'm not holding any resentment. They did the best they could do. And I, I see a lot of times, and I don't watch a lot of news. Matter of fact, I don't watch any news. But sometimes you see stuff on Facebook and some of these celebrities are blaming their parents for this, that, and everything else. And they're in their 30s and 40s. Well, listen up. If you're in your 30s and 40s, get over it. All right? Quit blaming your parents. Accept responsibility. 
Your parents probably did the best they could do with what they had. You need to grow up. Okay? I know. That's a big right hook of reality. Whoa, where the heck did that come from? <laughs> but that's the grit and endurance. I get uh, that. That's, well, now I'm going to get off a little soapbox here. But that's the biggest thing that frustrates me is blaming others or blaming something that happened 30 years ago. And I know some of you are saying, well, it really impacted me. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. But if you're letting it ruin the rest of your life, what good is that? Come on. That's part of the show here. I'll give you those right hook of realities to remind you. Now, I could blame my parents the whole time. You know, dad was mean and, you know, and no, my gosh, I love my dad. He did the best he could do with what he had. And that's what helped me become who I am. And I'm sure if you look deep enough inside yourself, some of those struggles and some of that uh, grit and endurance that you have is probably because you had to overcome some adversities and challenges early on in life. And you've done that. No, they weren't fun. Yes, they were very painful, but that's part of life. Focus on, you know, uh, and, and then, of course, with that, you know, as I mentioned, I got a lot of negative uh, seeds that used to pop up, the weeds all the time. You know, I was quick on the draw. Somebody would challenge me. Bang, it was on. That's no way to live life. Now, was it tough to change? Yeah. It would have been easier just to stay the same. But if I'd have stayed the same, I wouldn't be here right now talking on this podcast. I wouldn't have a successful martial arts business. I definitely wouldn't be married to my beautiful wife, and I wouldn't have my three kids. And, you know, back at it, it was, well, yeah, it's easy for you. I you know, if that makes you feel better to say it's easy for me, I, I guess go ahead. I don't know what you've experienced. You don't know what I've experienced. But I do know that I can't control what's happened in your life or what's happened in my life. But what I can't control is what I do moving forward. And I want that to kind of sink in, folks. I want that to be that right hook of reality that really grabs you and says, hey, this is my life. Yes, I can live it the way I want to live it. Yes, there's going to be challenges. No, it's not going to be easy. But gosh darn it, I've got the grit, endurance, and determination to make it happen. So a little bit of my grit. I've shared some of it with you there. And he also got a nice little right hook of reality. Got on the soapbox there. I was, as I mentioned, always small. But I tell you what, even growing up, I always led our team in hockey. And I played hockey. I got to play at a pretty elite level. Every year, I was number one in hits. Now you're like, what hits? Because I was a smaller guy. And, I, and I, well, and the thing is, I was also the fastest on every team. Now, I'm not bragging. I'm letting you know how hard work or what the work I had to do in order to get to where I was at. I was the first one on the ice and the last one off the ice. First one on the football field, last one off the football field. First one on the baseball field, last one off the baseball field. Worked, 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 worked because I was smaller. I was definitely undersized, but I had that determination. And a big part of that was dad didn't understand sports. He thought it was, uh, he didn't, I don't know, it, it was always something about uh, I should have been home on the farm working on stuff and this and that uh, instead of being out playing. Because anything outside of work for dad was play, which was always sad to me because he never, because he never really had a childhood and therefore he didn't know, I, I guess, what a childhood was all about. And uh, even to this day, and I, I feel really bad for him because he really has never been able to settle down and just enjoy life. It's gotten better. Matter of fact, he and mom got a place in the Ozarks here in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm proud of them. They go there almost every weekend, which is the most rewarding thing in the world to me because it means he's slowing down a little bit. He's 72 years old, but he's never found that peace. It's always work, 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 work. And when you're done working, you work some more. And then, of course, you know, I need to work some more. And that was the way he thought he was going to find peace. But anyway, that's his grit and his endurance and his determination. Back to where I'm at now, I was always trying to prove myself to Dad that, you know, and hey, Dad, look at me. Hey, Dad, look at me. And a lot of us out there, I know I talk to a lot of friends in the martial arts community, we're all going through the same thing there. So don't feel bad about that. Learn from that, and then hopefully pass on a better example to your students and your kids. So I always led the team in hits. I was one of the fastest kids on the team because I put forth the effort. Put forth the effort, and I had the attitude to succeed. And as Michael Jordan said, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work. Hard work is always number one. You have a purpose, you work hard at it, and then that talent will come. That skill will come from that. So how does that relate to everything we do at the Martial Arts Academy? It relates because that those two things, attitude and effort, are the only things that we evaluate our students on. What do you mean that's the only things? It is. To have the right attitude, to do your best, and then have the effort, or to, uh, the effort to actually do it. That's it. It gets back to the old thing: hard work beats talent. When talent doesn't work, talent, skill. Now it's learned skill. 
that, that's a part of the equation as well. But I promise you, if you have the right attitude to do your best, and then you put forth the amount of effort, your best effort, you'll become your best, your very best. Now, I always tell the kids, you'll never be as good as, as me, and I'll never be as good as you. Why? We're different. We're different. But you can be the best you can be by having the right attitude and the right effort. And that's what will develop that learned skill. You'll learn the skill by putting forth the attitude and effort. And that's how you'll develop the talent to continue moving forward. So, yeah, some of the most athletic kids, some of the most talented kids, you know what? Yeah, their level's a little different, but it's, once again, all about the attitude and effort. And something we tell the kids, you do your best, I promise, you'll be your very best. And if you don't, you won't. And you heard Austin talk a lot about this last week on last week's episode. That's, that's, That's it. That's how we evaluate. So with that being said... Not everybody gets a belt. Not everybody gets their stripe. Not everybody gets a uniform. Now, I know in the martial arts community out there, that's completely different than a lot. But that's the grit. That's the endurance. That's the determination I want to instill in these kids, knowing they have to work for it. Nothing's given. Nothing in life is free. You have to work for it. And uh, one of my words that I absolutely despise, and I (laughs) highly recommend you eliminate from your dictionary, your vocabulary, is the word entitled. I despise that word with everything I am. When a parent or a kid comes in and says, oh, my son's entitled. <laughs> uh, my, what, the thought that pops in my head, you're entitled to a butt kicking. That's what you're entitled to. But you get what you earn. That's it. Yeah. So that's just my views on that. Every time somebody says, oh, I'm entitled. Yeah. I'll show you what you're entitled to. <laughs> I know, bang, there's another right hook reality. But you get what you earn. Because in the real world, Regardless what you think you're entitled to, <laughs> that, that, I mean, you could dream up anything in the world. I'm entitled to a million dollars because I'm entitled to it. Well, good luck. Hard freaking work will get you that million dollars. It's like, whoa, 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 what? Yeah. Now, of course, how you spend it, how you save it, how you work toward it, how many years you've been saving, you know, those, all those things come into play as well. But hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work, and that's the attitude and effort we uh, represent the studio. You do your best. Now, when kids first start, you know, they join up for a confidence course. It's a four-week confidence course. We give them a, a T-shirt to be a part of the studio. But they have to earn their uniform and earn their belt because that sets the precedence and the mindset that I'm not giving anything for free. I've got to have the attitude and the effort to do my very best. And once again, don't evaluate on talent or skill. The skill that's acquired, the learned skill, in other words, if you're an orange belt or a green belt, you better be able to do a good jab cross, better be able to do a good push-up, because in the process of growing, you've done those things 500 times. So you've learned that skill. And then, of course, if you're not able to, it just goes to show that your attitude and effort were not there all along because you haven't put in the, 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 the quality of reps in order to make it strong. So. Anyway, for our martial arts friends out there, I know every studio is a little different. A lot of studios give the belt and the uniform in the first class, and that's fine. If that works for you, that works for you. But not here, not for me. Our thing is you're going to earn it, and that sets that mindset that I've got to earn every step along the way. Nothing's given. Nothing's free. And then some. I don't know, a lot of people say, well, that's just not fair. How is that not fair? If you put forth your best ad, your best effort, well, some kids can't put forth their best effort. <laughs> I've actually heard that before, folks. I'm like, really? Now, I wish you could see me here as I do a demonstration. There is a huge, huge, huge difference between just flopping your arm out there like a limp noodle and then snapping a jab out there with some power. That's attitude. That's choice. That's a choice to have a limp noodle wrist or have a solid snap jab. Same thing. It's an attitude to kick your leg with some authority or just to flop it out there. That's a choice. It's all a choice. And, you know, kind of since we've, we've always had this mindset, but a lot of times I was a little wishy-washy with it. Not anymore. But a year and a half, two years ago, we laid the foundation, and unfortunately we lost a lot of members because of that. But we have now, we actually took a couple steps back, but now we're like, look, this is what we want. This is what we want to be uh, uh, represented by. And this is what we want the community to know. We're going to be, you know, fair beyond fair. All I ask is you do your best. That's it. I can't be any fairer than that. No value went on talent. No. Or athletic ability. Just your best. Your best attitude, best effort. And by doing that, we've now attracted the right people. (laughs) And the right people means the people that understand and what the values that we're providing. And I like to think we're for everybody, but we're not. 
We say the pledge before every single class. Some people don't like that. And, you know, when people come in and say, oh, I, I, don't, I don't care for, the, you know, kids standing up saying a pledge. And I'll simply say, you know, that's part of our honor, integrity, discipline, and respect. It's part of our martial arts values because we've got countless families that have served and are serving in the military, police officers, firefighters that are uh, part of the academy. My father, as I said, served in Vietnam. I've had a number of friends die in Iraq and Afghanistan. We live in a free country. It's the right thing to do, and we're doing it. And if, if you know, and I tell them, you know what? If this is not for you, I'll gladly refund your money. And you know, I, I hope that you can find a place that's more suited towards you. Sort of like if you go to a church and you don't like the the message they're presenting there. I guess some people go up and say, "I don't like it here. You need to change for me." Well, the church isn't going to change. You go find someplace else. And the same thing. If you don't like the environment we have, and we'll do everything we can to create the best positive environment, the best learning environment, but parents included are going to follow along with the honor, integrity, discipline, and respect. They're not going to be rude. They're not going to gossip. They're not going to uh, be disrespectful to the instructors. If that happens, we're going to ask you to go someplace else. Now, if our instructors are out of line, which the good thing about our instructors, homegrown, baby, all of them have been with me a minimum of 10 years. That's fantastic. They understand the culture. They understand the mindset. They understand what we are there for, our purpose, to empower these kids to believe in themselves and respect others, to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And by doing that, grit, endurance, attitude, effort. They're going to work hard, and they're going to work for it to be their very, very best. Now, granted, some days kids don't feel the best. I get that, and that's fine. All I ever ask, attitude and effort. And that's all we'll ever ask. So we're not for everybody, folks. Um, I, I think we're for the ones that really want their kids to stand out in the crowd, the ones that want their kids to have the courage and confidence to stand up to bullying, the ones that have the, want their kids to learn the value of earning something in life, their belts, so we can lay that foundation. Because when, when these kids get older, they're the ones that are going to be taking care of us as we continue to season and get older. And I feel good about the kids at our academy. <laughs> and I feel good about all the kids that, you know, going out and doing as many speeches as I can. I think I'm in the neighborhood of 300 and something speeches in the last three years, um, two and a half, three years at schools and uh, professional buildings and professional groups. And uh, I did uh, talk recently at a ladies group that was very empowering, just talking about believing in yourself, self-awareness, and delivering that because that's the message, empowering and inspiring people to believe in themselves and respect others. So that's what we do at the academy, earn every step along the way. And then when it comes time when the kid wants to quit, because, it, I mean, it happens. Kids change their minds, and I don't want to do this anymore. We have a 30-day cancellation. I'm telling you all this because it's kind of building on this grit and endurance. And I mentioned to the parents, when that happens, not if, but when, come and talk to us because the majority of the time it's something that scared them, something they didn't understand, or they're at a level now, maybe green belt, red belt, where we're pushing them a little bit harder and they're outside their comfort zone. We don't want them to give up and quit just because something's hard. Now, if they've totally lost interest and they totally want to do it anymore, we're not going to fight with them. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time with us. You know, uh, we part as friends. But if it's a situation where the kid just doesn't want to work, they just want to sit in their basement and play video games, that's when we have a good talk with the parents like, look, it's, it's something kids go through. I want you to help encourage them to get over this hump. We're going to help in every way we can, but you don't want you to quit your kid just giving up. That's when that grit, that's when that endurance really needs to kick in to help it. And, of course, we've had countless kids quit because of that very reason. The parents says, oh, I just can't get them to get off the computer. I just can't get them to get off their video games. That's all they want to do. They get home from school, they go right to the basement, and they play. They play till midnight, and finally I tell them they got to go to bed. They get up and do it all over again. I'm like, folks, man, they're 12 years old, they're 10 years old. <laughs> you have got to take control of your kids here. Unbelievable. And inevitably what happens when they end up quitting I'll see them, you know, six months, a year, two, three years later, wherever, in the grocery store. And I say, hey, how's, how's our friend doing? Oh, he's a total nightmare. He doesn't, he doesn't want to go to school now, and he's failing out of every class. And I'm like, whoa. And, of course, inevitably we saw this coming. But uh, um, <laughs> the parents, and the parents it, you've got a rough job. We all got a rough job. But be the parent. You've got to make the tough decisions for your kids because they can't make them for themselves because they don't have the experience. Anyway, it, I mean, it happens more times than I'd like to <laughs> like to acknowledge. And it, it kills me. It breaks my heart. And I always say to the parents, hey, well, bring him on back in or bring her on back in. We'll help with that. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. 
And here's the response I get almost every single time. Oh, no, no. He's done with that. He doesn't want to do that anymore, and I'm not going to force him. Okay. He's 14 years old. You said you can't get him to go to school. He's failing every class. All he does is play video games. What the heck do you think he's going to be at 17, 18, 19, 20? Come on. And, of course, that's the part that kills me. One, it, you know, I get that fighter instinct. It makes me madder than heck. And the second thing, it really tears a piece out of my heart because I know the life these kids are going to live because they haven't learned that grit and endurance. And if <laughs> how many times have I said that during this podcast? Wow, because it's such a powerful, powerful message there, folks. So anyway, that was the whole theme of the message here, that grit, that endurance, that determination. And folks out there, if you're in a job that you hate and you're in, I got a, uh, an acquaintance, we'll say, who's in his 30s, and every time I talk to him, Talks about how much he hates his job. And I said, well, dude, find a different job. And he says, well, I can't. I've got like 10 years invested here. Yeah, but you're going to work for another 40 years. Are you going to complain and hate your job, hate your life for another 40 years? Well, I can't give up what I've already got. Folks, listen how insane that sounds. So if you're in a position, you're in a situation, maybe it's a bad relationship. I, 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 do what you can to bat, make it work. Everything you can to make it work. Communicate. Talk. And if it's not getting any better, find that grit, find that endurance and determination, and do something better for yourself. This is your one and only life. That's all you got. That's all you got. So, folks, as always, I can't say this enough. Thank you very, 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 very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with me today. That means the world to me. I love seeing your comments, feedback. Go on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast from. Give us a little shout-out. Give us a five-star review, and let me know what you think of the show. Let me know if there's something that maybe you're struggling with that we could talk about on a future show to help you battle through. So that's the best way to kind of spread the message to others to help that tribe continue to grow is let others know about it. And let others know by giving us a little review on iTunes there. And like I said, we work hard. I work hard here for it. So please, if it's in your heart, give me a five-star review so others know what the show is all about so we continue to plant the right seeds in other people's minds of grit, endurance, determination, of being nice, being respectful, feeling empowered to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. All right, guys. Well, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.